0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Print On Demand cast, episode Thirty-three and Travis, I was thinking while we were recording, or before we started recording, rather, we're pretty close to fifty-two. And you know what episode fifty-two means? We've been a full year, n- depending on the man. Oh, that's that's right. Because there's fifty-two weeks 52 in a year. fifty-two weeks in a year. We're close. <laughs> we are less than twenty. We're nineteen episodes away mm. from the one-year anniversary. We'll have to figure out something fun to do for the one year. Maybe something that maybe isn't necessarily. Print on demand heavy? Maybe we tell some road stories. I don't know. It's just an idea. We've teased it a bunch Ooh. of times. It's <laughs> it, 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 it could be a uh, uh, quite the entertaining episode. But nonetheless, we're mm-hmm. close to a year when we started this show, uh, which is absolutely crazy. And we were talking before we pressed record. We are just blown away with the support and the engagement that we're seeing, both yeah. in, our, in the in the metrics, the numbers, and the Facebook group, the conversations, people saying hi. I mean, it's it's absolutely fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's. Um it's definitely kind of what we had hoped for. We weren't sure. I mean, you're never sure when you start a new venture, what's going to actually happen and what's going to come of it and how people are going to receive it. But I really feel like this is, it's going in the right direction. This we're having a blast. Um, I really enjoy recording these. I really enjoy having conversations. Um, You know, we're, we're, this, this app, this episode, we have a great interview lined up. And so I'm super excited yeah. about that. Um, you know, yeah. we get to talk to all these people and we have conversations, you know, before and after the recording um, and we're building yeah. relationships with people. There's just a lot of benefit to actually doing this. And, um, but it really doesn't matter a lot. And if people aren't listening, <laughs> and so right. we're really, really thankful to you guys um, who are out there yeah. you know downloading these podcasts um, saying all these nice things and you know, I mean, and even if you have some suggestions or some you know critiques, that's fine too. We we're just glad that you guys are out there and you're hopefully for the most part enjoying it and, and getting some benefit out of this thing.
1: Yeah, that is the ultimate goal. And I know that is weird, it's weird for me, you know, realizing that people are actually listening to us uh talking <laughs> to the microphone. And what we're putting out there is actually being beneficial because that's what we wanted it to be. Um and we'll talk about this in the interview too, but but you know, there well a lot of what happens is is in the middle, and there was there was a lot of um, space in the middle of the podcast landscape for print on demand that we, we knew the void was there and we wanted to fill it. So we're super excited to be able to do so and continue to bring valuable content. But before we talk about the interview that's about to come up, Travis, I got to see that hat you're wearing. Tell us a little bit about mm. what you showed. You showed me a little bit, and, and your shirt. Your shirt is very. Very Thank DTG you. specific humor. It's, it's niched. You could, you could just start a line of DTG humor shirts. It's going to be a good day. And for those that don't know, um, what, what's on Travis's shirt that th- that's a nozzle check. <laughs> yeah. In the morning when you run printers, you run your nozzle checks. And that right there, if your white ink is that clean, you're going to have a fantastic, a fantastic day. <laughs> His white inks had to be that clean to print the clean nozzle check. I'll just say, you know, it's kind of like an Inception thing here going on. But you're flashing you're flashing the rose hat. Tell people why, yeah. how you did that. Let, let them know and then show yeah. the other product you did earlier.
2: Yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we've been doing these laser hats, and uh, we decided, hey, let's figure out if we can, you know, cut these things. And I don't know how how good the lighting in here is, but you can see here. I'll hold it up. Let's see. To the camera, if you're not on YouTube, well, you're missing out. But that is a black, <laughs> uh, a black leather patch that we cut out, and it's got some, um, you know, the rose uh, in, in, engraved on top of the patch. Uh, and yeah. yeah, it's it's it. We actually cut it out, and so it's actually in the shape of a rose for those or yeah. who are audio only. Kind of died, uh, and it looks yeah, really cool. Sure. Yeah, and then I just put it on a white dad hat and um yeah we're gonna we're gonna start selling these we've got a couple other designs that we're gonna do that we're gonna cut out and then yeah and then the other thing we did was uh we we made a couple of uh patch hats you know or beanies rather so we, yeah. we did the same kind of process this, that's a laser a laser patch yeah. there a leather patch then we did another you know another rose one here um that's just a leather patch with a cool rose on it so yeah, yeah that rose that rose
1: beanie that rose beanie patch is is dope and i'd love to see that same kind of rose patch on a hat i'd buy that on um, just a black hat like you have there yeah. or a gray hat rather super mm-hmm. super clean so you are i mean you're getting into the into the nitty-gritty of this laser business i know when you first started you're like i, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure it out but it seems like you guys are making some pretty good strides to kind of learning everything that that machine's capable of
2: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like we haven't really, excuse me, we haven't really scratched the surface, but um, it's probably my favorite new toy. (laughs) If I had to pick one of the, (laughs) one of my methods. Yeah. One of my processes, I I would, I think I would choose the, the epilogue uh, helix. Uh, lasers that we have. They're they're super cool. They can do so many cool things. Really excited to start um you know jumping into the, the drinkware thing and kind of deciding. Yeah. Polar camel from uh Polar Camel is a brand of uh drinkware that you can do tons of really cool lasers. They've got really awesome like big 32 ounce, 40 ounce water bottles that are really, really quality. And they look so yeah. good when you, when you laser them out, um, they've got some tumblers, et cetera, et cetera. So I could go on and on about laser. Cause I'm really excited about that <laughs> right now. And there are so many products we can get into. Um, yeah. there's just a whole, a, a whole bunch of stuff and, um, we're just starting to tap into it. It's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, that is super, super exciting. It's it's exciting to see you guys starting to kind of scratch the surface of what you can do with that process. Uh, and speaking of just scratching the surface, I feel like the interview that we have in store for the listeners today is just scratching the surface with this mm-hmm. particular guest because he has such a wealth of knowledge we talked about. The, the possibility of man he, we could go for for you know three <laughs> or four hours with this guy because he just yep. goes he's quick he, he moves from thing to thing and so uh it's very exciting but the guest we have is chris green travis tell people a little bit about chris green how you know him and then kind of what you're anticipating what you're looking forward to uh when we dive into this interview
2: yeah chris is um but considered by many the godfather of f b a and then also the godfather of merch by amazon and and really yeah. you know we kind of teased teased him a little bit about that um during the interview uh, <laughs> but but I, I think um really what that means is that he was kind of he was one of the first ones and so he told a lot yes, of people yeah. about it and he's so he's so um uh, what's the word? Charismatic. He he just is a charismatic person. He re, he really does draw people to him, and so he's. It's very natural for him to kind of take that evangelist role and just tell people about. Oh, there's yeah. this great new opportunity, and and he really lives up to that in this interview. Um, it's really exciting to kind of, or it's, it's fun to see somebody so excited about all of the opportunities, not only in just print on demand, but in Amazon, in marketing yourself in, you know, social yeah. media areas. And there's just so much to this interview. Um, and I mean, we, we talked about it before we were like, dude, we don't even need to script this out. I mean, we don't need questions for this. Well, They will automatically yeah. come. So, I mean, we did, we had a couple yeah. of questions that we wanted to get in, but for the most part, this is pretty free flow. Um, and, and I'm really yeah, excited for absolutely. listeners to check it out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and you, I, I can attest to the what, what you said about Chris being charismatic and drawing people to him because he was a – and we'll talk about this as well. He's an RMRC alumni. If those yeah. listening don't know what RMRC is, you're going to have to listen to the interview to figure it out. Uh so uh, but he was an alumni at RMRC and I was around him and you could see he literally he did just flock people to him people wanted to talk to Chris or 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 hang out with Chris or go out you know after, after the stuff to dinner with Chris so he is very charismatic he's very magnetic and it's just yeah. a benefit that he his heart is to see people succeed and to help so um, it's awesome and I'm excited I think because he is considered the godfather I'm, I'm contemplating do we put in a snippet of the godfather theme for the main event bumper this year or this week this year this week uh because he is the og i mean you'll find out in the interview his facebook handle is simply facebook.com slash chris he's like that's it not the last name was he the first we don't know but in order to find out we're going to go to this week's main event our interview with chris green leave the gun take the cannoli
2: Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna make them an offer, Travis, I'm super excited for this episode of the Fernando Mancast cast. I'm excited for all the episodes, but this one in particular because I think we have a very entertaining and informative guest. Chris Green is gonna join join us uh, for this episode. Chris Green has been in the Amazon FBA, POD, KDP. It's a lot, of, a lot of initials. He's been in all those <laughs> games for over 20 years as a seller, a designer, an author, and a teacher uh, since 1999. He's flipped millions of dollars with the products on eBay and Amazon, developed software for Amazon sellers, written books, published courses, hosted events, has done it all if, if, it, if it's there to be done chris <laughs> has done it he specializes in helping those new to amazon learn about the many opportunities and help them pursue the best match for their goals skills talents and passions he uh lives in massachusetts with his loving wife and two children so i'm super excited travis to welcome to the podcast a rmrc alumni chris green <laughs> chris welcome to the show thanks so much for, uh, what is for up? taking the time I love that intro, man. It was like
0: fresh. I, I've had like an old intro for a long time, so I, I like yeah. that one. I can dig it. There are a lot of initials and acronyms going on in there. There is.
1: There's a lot of FBA, POD, KDP. You know, OP. Who knows? I'm yeah. Omg, there's a lot. There's a lot. Omg, PDA. I don't know. There's there's tons of stuff happening all over. Chris, how's it going, man? It is going well. I hope things are going well with you guys. I think, I, I miss the
0: Colorado weather, man. Like you know, Massachusetts. We're not known know. for for anything <laughs> outdoorsy, other than it gets really cold. So, yeah, right. we
2: need to do another uh, another conference out here to give people an excuse to come. Uh, it's such a great. We love. I mean, I love the yeah. state. Josiah's been talking
1: about it's too cold for him. He's kind of wussing out. He may be sleeping, but you yeah, know, we'll not talk if about I go, that. Right now. If, I go, if I can go somewhere where I never see snow again in my life, I will be perfectly content. <laughs> uh, but we talk a lot about you know eventually maybe growing this thing into doing like a print on demand cast convention. So we can get all the friends from RMRC yeah. back together, have a, a party fun. here in Colorado. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think yeah. Travis knows how to organize and, and host events. Like you guys <laughs> got
0: an inside track on that. Just give it a new yeah. name. Just go yeah. Yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just would, I would be yeah. down for that. And honestly, I think it, it almost makes a lot of sense because I, I mean, Travis, you guys, you've been in the Amazon kind of seller world or side hustle mm-hmm. flipping world for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like I, I think there are a lot of people who want to switch from the selling physical products especially sourcing arbitrage style where it's right. you're always yeah. having to find your next deal to wait what's this print on demand <laughs> like yeah. well, hey like I'm more interested like I bet if you had like two tracks everybody would go to the print on demand sessions yeah. right. and probably leave the, the flipping sessions They wouldn't you know there'd be some people there but just not as popular because the opportunity is just different and in a lot of people's minds better
2: yeah. And yeah. it's, I mean, it, it's definitely flipped. The last year was the, uh, I think 2018 and we had a merch by Amazon slash POD track, uh, at RMRC. Um, for our listeners who don't know what the heck we're talking about, it was a conference we did for three years here in Colorado that me and a friend, Paul Witter did, and it was all about selling on Amazon. And so we did it 2016, 2017, and then 2018, we actually added a print on demand track cause it was kind of coming yeah. into the forefront of stuff. And, um, at, you know, you just basically hit the nail on the head with why I got out of that whole arbitrage game and jumped into print on demand because it was, it was a, it was a grind having to find that next product, you know, pick up, you know, go, go to a million websites every single day to do online arbitrage and all that, yeah. you know, stuff. Um, Print on demand is, is, it's a totally different thing. I mean, it does require kind of really changing business models in a, in a big way for me. But I I did have some of that um, expertise with creating listings and some of those basic skills, you know, being already on Amazon and having some of those skills really did help me kind of fast track getting into, um, you know, scaling a lot quicker than I think a lot of people that are just getting into it now and kind of cutting their teeth on print on demand, just right out of the gate. Um, You know, it's a little bit more challenging, but it's not, it's not, Undoable by any stretch of the imagination. You and I were, and Josiah were talking about before uh, we pressed record, just how you know you can you can make a hundred grand and not have to do a super a ton of work i mean yes right. you have to learn the systems you have to learn things you have to jump in and you have to really dedicate yourself um but you can do that in print on demand um you know you may not make a million dollars right off the bat but and it may take a long time you may never
1: do that Wait a but minute. You just- so those ads on facebook are lying to me is what you're saying <laughs>
2: Yes, right. I do not have Result. a Lamborghini. Uh, I shouldn't Marked have signed the, up for all five up. courses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Results, it, not typical, are the words exactly, that you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. it is possible, yeah. right? And I think people hold yeah. on to that possibility. Like, it is, I'll tell everybody, it is possible that someone without yeah. a lot of experience and has never used Amazon before, it's technically possible they can make a million dollars with print <laughs> on demand. Now, that could be someone like like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, or like, I don't know which one's the more popular, whatever it is. If you had that kind of audience, you could have never touched. Amazon never sold a thing (laughs) never heard of a print-on-demand and you could bring a a print-on-demand t-shirt to your established audience and make a million dollars right so that guy had no experience with POD so yeah you could say that you could make a uh, an honest ad hey no experience needed and you can say yes but you have other things you have to have an audience understand branding and marketing and supply and demand (laughs) there's a lot more to it and that's the stuff that I don't know. I think it should be put out there for free, but you know, hmm. it's, it's really cool to make sexy ads to say, Hey, make a million dollars and all this stuff, right. you know, yeah. like make a hundred thousand first and before you do, make 10,000 first, right? Yeah. Make 1,000 make a hundred dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Start there and then grow. Cause everybody that made a million dollars made everything along the way.
2: Right. Exactly. And
0: every single one of them made $1 first. Like no one just, yep. the first check, the first deposit from Amazon was a million. Like, no, it's, it's never happened. And I, don't, I can't believe it ever will. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, let's before we I mean we've 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 already gone 5 minutes and we we haven't even actually talked about uh your print on demand story. So Chris, why don't you just kind of give us give our audience like a background of who is Chris Green and uh why is print on demand uh, or why are you on our show? <laughs> well, I'm on your show because you invited me on your show. Yeah?
0: And I and I say yes to everything, but I definitely say yes to you guys. Uh, I'll give you the shortest, shortest version of it. It was 1999 when I first started selling on eBay. You can check my, my eBay ID. It says, you know, start, you know signed up on, in, 19 I think, July 1999. Uh, doing eBay, doing Amazon, coined the term retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, and wrote books about those topics. And it really started flipping stuff from Home Depot and Lowe's, kind of the home centers, um, power tools, flipping them on eBay, breaking up kits, like the more pieces, the better kind of thing, like chop shop for cars. But I was doing it for power tool combo kits. <laughs> and and honestly, I mean, in hindsight. I I realized how lucky I was, right? Because I was a power tool sales rep for Bosch Power Tools, so I was in stores every day, so I understood the the uh, Home Depot system. I had access to their computer system because I had to check on my orders, so I could see things that were coming up clearance. And this was uh, during Home Depot's big expansion, where like we opened stores all the time. Um, and, and Home Depot, at the same time, was terrible with inventory. So they would have stores that had no business having a, like a number of, of units or, or, a, or a certain level of inventory in their store. Mm-hmm. Like a store that sold three circular saws a month would have 200 circular saws. And they would sit there and sit there. And <laughs> they and they'd go clearance. And once they go clearance, they can't transfer them out because of the way the system worked. You can't transfer out clearance product. Otherwise, you take a hit as the store. So the store would sell them all to me. So I would go around. I would find the store's had all the inventory. It was like the 80-20 rule, right? 20% of the stores had 80% of the inventory. So I would go cool. buy up all that inventory. So I made t- – I mean, it was, like, it was quite lucrative to mm-hmm. buy $500 combo kits for $99 and be able to get you know, 140 of them. Uh, and then you multiply your money a little bit more because you're breaking things up. You're selling the batteries separate and all of these things separate. Hmm. And it was good money and it wasn't hard. But this was, of course, I'm doing eBay with multiples, right? So I have, you know, 450 DeWalt 18 volt batteries, not 450 different items, right? And 450 different listings. So it it was able to to scale pretty well. And then I finally got into Amazon uh, and I was getting better prices on Amazon and, you know, lower maintenance customers on Amazon. And then when I saw FBA, like I was one of the first sellers on FBA, but it was because I was a prime buyer for so long. That I, I really knew the power of Prime early. I was like, a two day shipping on everything, like for only $79. That's, that's a crazy deal because I want that. I, yeah. I mean, people don't know we used to wait five to seven days <laughs> for everything in, in the dark, back in the dark ages. <laughs> my gosh. I don't, but like, once you go two day, you can't go back. And then one day, and like, wait till you have like Prime now and you're getting it same day. Right. You no, know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, the, the speed will speed past this part here. Uh, get into FBA. Uh, I need software, so I hire a developer. We we team up. We co-founded a company called Scan Power, where you can scan barcodes and re, you know, print labels and reprice your listings and all that stuff. And like, that was fun. So I kind of transitioned out of a seller to be a vendor. And then I kind of became like an evangelist for FBA, and I wrote books about it and hosted conferences. And all this is kind of by accident, just because I liked doing it. And it was fun. And it was new. Yeah. Uh, and then when Merch by Amazon came along, to me, it was because I had that background of Amazon that when I see Merch by Amazon, which says, this is print on demand, but it's prime eligible and it's on Amazon and I don't have to actually do anything. And, and when it sells, I'm going to get a royalty. Like, like you don't have to sell me on that. Like I, I get right. it. Right. I'm like, let, let's go. Like I understand where this is going. <laughs> and a big mistake I made was I didn't realize that KDP was the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've been publishing right. on KDP since 2011. Right, my first book, Retail Arbitrage, came out in 2011, and I didn't, know, I didn't get the Wait a minute, this is a listing because I'm thinking it's a book instead of wait a minute T-shirts and hoodies, like physical products, right? Like a selection, right. but like books, it's the exact same thing. So when I talk about POD, I'm talking about merch by Amazon primarily, just because I love Amazon as the marketplace. But of course, there's other print on demand you know platforms out there. Uh, but I also lump in KDP and KDP. If you can get creative with the right information and content. Is 100 times more powerful than merch by Amazon. And I say that as someone who's known for merch by Amazon and is known for FBA. I, I would much, I would, if I could have one platform, KDP, hands down. It's, it's really? the fastest answer I'd ever wow. give you. Interesting. And we could talk a little bit about that. I mean, I've, I've got some of my books here that I can show you. And it's not just having a book, it's how you can use publishing to have prime eligible, royalty generating ASINs on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. do you put in the book, right? You can put in words or you can put in access or information or or unlisted video content or download links or or you know specialized content like so it's not just you have to write a story it's if you have a course about podcasting you can sell it as a book as well as as a course but people sure. love physical products they love right. getting stuff in the mail and this allows you to do all that in the print on demand way of not having inventory not having to deal with returns not having to do with fulfillment and all that stuff so it's it's really unbelievably powerful, but like you have to have the right application for it. And then kind of have that switch flip in your head about, wait a minute, I can sell my catalog of, of art designs that I've made for Merch by Amazon sellers. And I can sell it as a book on Amazon for up to $250, Hmm. right? Like if you can include $250 worth of value, right. You can, that's the highest price you can go. It used to be (laughs) $3,000. Really, the wow. highest you <laughs> And I, I, wish I, I didn't think I would change it. I was going to publish a book for two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, the absolute <laughs> highest price you could do it, just to say I did it. Just to be like, that's my book. <laughs> and then, and then you guys know I'm a little sneaky, right? So then I could list it myself, and then buy it or like have somebody buy it to bump mm-hmm. the sales rank. So people like, <laughs> someone bought it. Someone <laughs> bought must, a $3,000. This must button. be good. <laughs> yeah, the cool but thing you could, about. You could sell. Hold on. I, I, I hate to interrupt you on this, but here's a no, great example good. of what you could do. You could sell a ticket to the, the POD conference, right? It's say $250, or you could do like a one-day event. And the only way to get in is to buy my book from Amazon, right? And now you've outsourced the ticketing, and royalties are non-refundable. Right. So that, that's a little bonus. But they trust it. So as long as you put on a good event, if you those reviews can be tied to that book. And now people trust Amazon reviews, right? And they trust the Amazon return yeah. process. If, hey, if something doesn't work out, I know I can return it without having to get into a hassle and like all oh, like it's it's just so seamless and easy. But it's just yeah. a few extra steps, which is why a lot of people don't do it.
2: Yeah, there's a when you do an FBA and you're doing private label, um, there's, you know, a lot of rules you have to kind of go by that Amazon has placed on its sellers. And one of them is you're not allowed to put anything that's going to lead that seller or that buyer to a place that's not Amazon. You can't lead them off of Amazon. However, in a book, all bets are off. I mean, you can put you can lead yeah. them to wherever you want. There you go. There's the example right there. <laughs> <It is>. chrisgreen.com <laughs> in Chris's book. For those of you not watching on YouTube, there's a QR code and picture oh, of Chris picture and the whole night
0: yards. You don't even have to buy the book to get this information. Right? Like you can find this on the Amazon product page. I've got books yeah. with QR codes on the cover. Right? <laughs> and I've checked like I'm not breaking any rule. So you can go. I mean, here's one right here. So this book has a sample. So if you click if you scan this, Right. It'll take you to on arbitrage.com slash sample, which allows people to put in an email address and then they can get the first three chapters for free. And they get an email sequence that says, Hey, it, here's a one this book is $99 on Amazon. But hey, how about how about a one-time discount? You can get it for $49. Right. And just put a PayPal link in. And if you got, we can talk about some secrets, right? This is <laughs> this is a 480 page book, right? This is a textbook. Yeah. Now I've I've got a new book here I can show you guys if you guys want to see it. Uh, for almost 500 pages. Mm-hmm. I can. So, Travis, if I had your address and I want to send you one of these, I can go into my KDP account and send you a single copy for less than 12 bucks. Wow. Because I'm author, page book. Right, I have <laughs> author costs. So, this isn't like drop shipping. This is ordering an author copy, which goes into my Amazon account that I, it's not prime eligible. So I can't, even, mm-hmm. I can't use Prime Benefits on it if I wanted to. I put in your address. It's going to charge me $3.59 total for a pick and a pack and, and all that. It's not even pick because they're going to print it, right? Like They're going right. to print it and pack it and ship it to you in an Amazon box, which is one of my favorite things. Because you know, what, you know how many Amazon boxes don't get opened? Not <laughs> <None>. zero. <laughs> it's like a guarantee open, right? Yeah. Like, It's 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 so good, and they're gonna do it. Like you know it's gonna get delivered. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So I can as an author, if I can compile the information, if I can sit down, do the work, make a good course, tons of content. This has like 53 different unlisted videos. Like the only way you can get it is through this book. If I can create this, something I can say, look, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave yeah. it like this was a lot of work, but it only cost me. Now it cost me like $7 to order myself, but then I have to ship out, ship them back out. Right. Right. So it's easier sure. just to, to do the author copies so I can leverage against that. I can say, Hey, look, 20 bucks, one time offer. After you get the sample, I'll give it to you for 20 bucks. And I still make money and yeah. I still don't do yeah. any work. And they're going to be so impressed and thankful. I've had so much contact with them. I got their name, their address, their email. I, mm-hmm. I've sent them something physical in the mail. Like that's how you create trust with your your Mm -hmm. listeners, your buyers, your customers, followers, subscribers, whatever you want to call it.
2: And not only that, I mean, you could do that to, you know, somebody that you, you look up to in, in the, you know, POD world or the KDP world that you want to get in front of. You can send them your book and you know how many Amazon packages get left unopened? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden they're staring at your book and you have an N and there's the contact information. If they like it, maybe they get in contact with you and now you've got. You know, you have that connection that you didn't have because you didn't have a book before, but you have a book now and you sent it to that guy and that guy's really impressed. And now he comes on your show, you know, <laughs> we could get, look,
0: this is like a little, like not exactly POD related, but it's kind of POD related. So that same strategy doesn't have to be with just your book, right? Cause this is where I want people to stop and think every, everything out there is about bringing value to other people. If you want to have a business, you have to bring value. I don't care if you're selling a product that brings value to other people, like, it doesn't matter. You have to bring value to other people. You want to make more money, bring more value to those same people (laughs) or bring that same value to more people. You want to make super more, more value to more people. Like it's, it's really just that simple, but you have to have a good product. You have to get attention. You got to get people to know and care about that product. And then the last Mm -hmm. part, that's the easiest part. That's POD. That's KDP. That's Merch by Amazon. Like that's private label. That's like, that's just, I have a product on Amazon. That's the easiest, yeah. simplest, and most outsourced part of it. And I'm assuming people have good products, right? Like, <laughs> I always forget to remind people that, like, this only works if your products are good, right? That if you have right. crappy products, yeah. crappy information, crappy courses, crappy podcasts, it's not gonna work, right? right. Crap, yeah. Crappy, yeah. crappy designs. Business. Yeah. So you exactly. have to have that middle part. How do you get people to care? So I love your idea, drop ship my own book to somebody, but step back one more step and be like, I, I can drop ship anything off of Amazon to somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, somebody's like really into barbecue, find the best rated barbecue sauce or or something on Amazon, drop ship it to them. Wait until you get the the, because I get the notification that the shipping is going to be delivered. Right. So once I once I know it's been delivered, I I wait a little bit and then I send that email. Hey, did you get that that barbecue sauce from Amazon? And they're going to be like, what the heck? Because first they're going to open it and be like, who (laughs) said I didn't order barbecue sauce. Right. So it's going to be right in front of their (laughs) mind. Right. Then you mess with them. Say, "Hey, I just really thought that you like it. It's just an intro, right?" And, yeah, and you might yeah. do that twenty times, and fifteen of them might be like, "Hey, thanks, but like, you know, I, I don't got anything else to really talk about." But that's how that's how you get connected with people. It's so easy for a five dollar like something off of Amazon, you mm-hmm. drop ship to somebody and follow yeah. up with
2: email. Yeah, I just heard a story this today of somebody who was talking about they wanted to get in front of a CEO, and so they found a company that would laser engrave. Cutco Knives. And so he literally laser engraved the guy's name on a Cutco Knife. I'm not sure if it was a set or what it was. So, you know, that's wow. that's a pretty expensive thing, but he sent it to the guy and he made the connection and and it worked. I mean, that's just like, that's so, I mean, that's and that brings it back, you know, a little bit to our print on demand because that's something that we have the ability to do. We have the relationships to kind of personalize these gifts to where we can... Actually, make an impact in somebody you know, in an influencer's life or somebody that we want to maybe bring into our fold, you know, that 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 um that we can maybe you know do their merch or do or or, you know, or collab with them in some way. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of really good ideas that are going here, Chris. This
0: is cool. You know, you know, John Rulin, that name's Ring
2: a Bell.
0: So, he he wrote the book Giftology. Uh, and and yeah, I can just Google him. That's
2: what I was talking about. Yeah. it was referencing that. He was oh, okay. referencing Giftology. <laughs> that's, that's that book, actually.
0: Yeah. So I, I know Johnny, when uh, I first met him, I was, I was at an event that he was also a part of. And he sent everybody at the event. While we were away, he sent home to all our wives, uh, laser engraved cut-co, cutco. Okay. I've the, got the, it upstairs. <laughs> I've got the, the big Mac Daddy knife, the bread knife, and they all have my name on it. Right, not his name, not not remember me. It's John. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who oh, gave God. you that. No, and make it about the other person. And it's, you know, I, I think in the way of print on demand, and this is a very common question that I get is people are like, how do I get that attention? Right? People want to say, look, I get it. I, I got a royalty generating product page on Amazon. I want to run some ads, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. for Pete's sake, don't run ads because <laughs> if they have no idea what they're doing, they're going to run the wrong. They're going to just waste their money. But yeah. I think people, and and I, I see this in the in the FBA space as well. Instead of thinking about like just paying money for get people to click on your stuff, you're you're paying money either way. Like no matter what you do, you're paying money. So what's the best use of that money? And I would mm-hmm. say if you're gonna spend three hundred dollars on a Facebook ad, I'll be like, find ten people and send them a thirty dollars gift from Amazon. Ten people, not just ten random people, ten people who potentially have an audience for your product, your print on demand product whether you're making designs whether you're you're writing books whatever you're doing be like who who would i who do i want to get in front of who has an audience that i would i would be so happy and thankful to get in front of and spend that money i I mean it's not like trying to just butter them up a little bit but say look i did a little bit of work right i looked into what you were into what you're interested in i didn't just send you a 30 dollars amazon gift card like i i saw what you were really into and i sent you something that i spent a lot of time thinking about and trying to find it doesn't have to be expensive it has to be Mm -hmm. thoughtful And the fact that you can just go to Amazon and do the rest, like you can sit at home and figure all this stuff out and then have Amazon do all that hard work. Right. And then you follow up with them and then you get in front of them. And I would much rather be, have a a listing promoted in a a very focused Facebook group on a specific topic than run an ad. Like, and people don't think that way. Facebook isn't for stop and buy something like, Oh, Oh, I'm here scrolling, wasting time, looking for entertainment, looking for escapism. And I'm going to buy something. No. Have you guys ever bought something off of a cold Facebook ad? Like the first time you saw it, you're like, oh, I got to have that.
2: No, it's happened. You have to see it again and again, you know, a few times. But I have bought stuff off of Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, possible. But
0: again and again and again means pay, 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 have, you know, several thousand dollar ad budget to start. And like I work with a lot of newbies. So I'm like, no, 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 please don't spend $2,000 on Facebook (laughs) ads when you don't know what you're doing. Because for for $2,000, you know how many people you get in front of? Like there are podcasts out there where if you just called them up and said, hey, do you have any sponsorship opportunity? Kind of pay you a hundred dollars? A lot of them be like, dude, right. like no one has ever paid us anything to be on our a hundred dollars. And all we have to do is shout out your Amazon store. Yeah. Of course. Like, like you'd be on 20 different podcasts for, for $2,000, right? Like hmm. there's just so many better uses for that. And that's honestly, some of that comes from, you know, having, I don't want to say just having a mentor, but like being in a community that you can bounce ideas off of and say like, yeah. who's doing this? Anybody has luck with this? And a supportive type community, and I just hope people are using social media for that, for education, and not yeah. for entertainment. I see so many people that are stuck on the entertainment side of social media. When there's plenty of people who are who are gath- smart people gathered together, spending time helping each other in yeah. an education format, but that's that's not as fun, right? So right. <laughs> some people they get lured away by the entertainment and the cat pictures and all this stuff. I'm like, no, like
1: <laughs> focus, focus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, you mentioned, you know, a lot of this and knowing how to do this is a result of having a good mentor. And we talked before going on the air, before pressing the record button, we talked about how you are known as the godfather of merch by Amazon, and <laughs> the godfather of, of FBA. Uh, and a lot of people look at a lot to of kids you. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of, you have a lot of pod babies out there. And, uh, so a lot of people look up to you to be that mentor for that advice and and those kind of, of nuggets of real, genuinely useful information. So when it comes to yourself, who is your Yoda? Who's, who's the person that you look up to, to get inspiration, uh, insight, mentorship, that kind of stuff. And do you have any books that you could recommend for people to read out there that you have taken advantage of and learned a lot from I, I could definitely give you a list of books
0: uh, I'll keep it short though but as far as like like a like a single mentor I don't really think that I have one I don't know if, if many people really do identify with just a sure. single mentor yeah yeah and absolutely. I wouldn't I would hope that people don't, you know, and I probably, I definitely used to, I don't say just look up to, but like, I really liked Gary Vee, right? I loved his energy, but in hindsight, you know, because what I've known Gary for, what, eight years now, I think it's 2013, we met at, a, at an eBay event. Um, I really liked how the, the audience responded to him, right? I liked the attention that he was able to get. I sure. like, That's what I was liking, right? Because then the more you kind of see behind the curtain, you're like, dude, I don't, I would hate being Gary Vee working that much. Like, no, that's, not, that's <laughs> not what I want to do. Yeah. And I think everybody needs to kind of think that cause it's really easy to look on social media and everybody's flexing and everybody's posting that they're having a good time. <laughs> right. And you don't know what people are going through. Right. Like mm-hmm. and you could take anybody who's wildly successful and take one thing. And you're like, you know what? I'm, I don't want to be that person. Right. I'm happy being me. Now we all got our stuff. Uh, but I mean, the, the, kind of purpose of that, of saying that is like, you can't be somebody else. Right. So stop trying. Right. Like the only person you can be, and I was trying to find like almost a very impactful way to say this. I actually wrote it down if I was going to do a speech or a presentation sometime. It's like, can you be? It was actually when Tom Brady won the seven Super Bowl. And I was like, how many people would love to be Tom Brady right now? Right. Seven Super Bowls. You got this right. hot wife. Like everybody's telling you the greatest of all time and all this other stuff. And then, then like, look everybody in the eye and say, okay, well, can you be Tom Brady? Right. No. So stop it. Like, <laughs> you can't be somebody else. You can right. be you. Sure. So be the best freaking you that you can. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you are really good at, what you really like, and 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 focus on you instead of always like, oh, I wish I had this much money. I wish I had this car. I wish I was Tom Brady and all this stuff. Like, forget it. You can look and like, take the best from each each person. Like, take Tom Brady's yeah. work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or take someone else's humor, or take someone else's passion for this, but. But that's about it. Um, someone I really like lately is Simon Sinek. Uh, yeah. You guys have probably yeah. seen, or, or he's been on like the the Impact Theory podcast. You've got a lot his of TED, TED talks. His TED talks are great. Yeah, uh, I stumbled onto um, a couple of his videos about uh, knowing your why and yeah. the infinite yeah. game. And there, there, he has two books out by those names, like Find Your or the Start with Why. Is yeah. it's like nine bucks new, right? Like everybody yeah. should buy it. And uh, The Infinite Game is one that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and kind of side hustlers should read. It's one that definitely changed my kind of view on, I don't say the whole world, but a lot of what I've done over the past 20 years. And we can talk a little bit about it because it's, it's, it's not a huge topic, but it will make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, I would start with those two books. And and if you just watch Simon Sinek content on YouTube and whatever whatever else YouTube recommends, and stop watching the the nonsense on YouTube, (laughs) the cat videos learn a lot. (laughs) There are some funny cat videos, right? Right. Sure. Uh, But let me me tell you just a little bit about the infinite game. Yeah, sure. Uh, Because maybe you guys have 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 gone down down this road a little bit. Uh, There's two types of games: finite games, infinite games. Finite games, known rules, known participants. Like, time limits, there's a a way to win, right? Like, sports Mm -hmm. are finite games. You can beat your opponent in sports. There are a lot of things that are infinite games, meaning uh, competitors will come and go. Uh, You can't win or lose. The objective is to keep the game going, right? Mm -hmm. And there's videos on YouTube that you can watch. It talks about the Cold War as an example of an infinite game, right? No one could win that, right? It's like you could drop out, but you didn't win. There was no winner or loser, even though the U.S. kind of went around made a bunch of problems by claiming they won the cold war, but you know, that's, right. that's like a different topic. Uh, but when you, when you're, you're, you're trying to win infinite games, you set yourself up for failure. And I did this like when, you know, scan pa- it was scan power and seller engine. It was scan power and needle scan. It was scan power and inventory lab. And I was treating all those like finite games as if I could win. Right. I got to beat these guys. We got to be number one. Yeah. And like, yeah. those aren't measurable metrics, right? Like business is an infinite game. You just need to keep it going. You can't win business, right? Like there's no company that can win, right? Podcasting is an infinite game. You can't win podcasting. You might have the right. number one podcast. You're not going to always have it, right? Sure, like, right. <laughs> that's just yeah. the way it is. It's an, it's an infinite game. So you just focus on providing the best value, the best experience. You know, just focus on customers or listeners uh, and see your competitors, not as people to be beaten, but as rivals, right? So if, sure. as long as this other podcast is putting out great information, trying to help people, yeah, you may want to try to beat them, but, sure. but you acknowledge them as a rival and not as someone like oh we're, we can only win if they lose, right? Or if or if right. they win then we lose. It's like it, it's nothing like that. And I've looked back at a lot of a lot of parts of my life where I'm playing infinite games in a finite mindset, right? Like you could think of uh like like relationships right. as infinite. I was just thinking that. I was thinking not my wife right. and I,
2: yeah, we've yeah. had a lot of finite moments or, or finite games inside of our inf, infinite relationship. Sure. <laughs> and it's it, not ever healthy to have that.
0: <laughs> it it reframes so many things for me. Yeah. Let's get it through it not audible. It's not, it's not a really long book, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, honestly, entrepreneurs should read both of those books, read, start mm-hmm. with why, uh, It's kind of written for businesses, but read it for yourself as if you are a business and why you're doing what you're doing. Because a lot of people don't know. Uh, and I'm guilty of not knowing, right? I didn't get into retail arbitrage because I liked driving around to Home Depots on the weekend. (laughs) Right? I got into it because it was kind of fun. It's like solving a puzzle. Like no one had done this before. And like the technology at the time, like people forget. Like I had the world's or the US, it might have been the world's first Bluetooth phone. Uh, it was on Sprint. It was called the T608. And you could Bluetooth into, like, remember those little Dell PDAs? Sony made one yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. slipped up. It was called the clea And it was, like, $800 for this little thing. Uh, <laughs> and I was able to Bluetooth connect that to this phone on, like, you know, 2G networks so I can mm-hmm. now browse eBay in a store <laughs> so I can look at eBay completed when I'm looking at like the clearest prices on these things. And I was like, this, like I just had fun. Like if I do that yeah. today, like who cares today, right? You got 5G, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, But back then, it, like putting the pieces together and being early and innovative, like that's what was fun. Like the fact that I could make money with it was a bonus. I would have done it anyway. Right. Cause like it was just really fun to put these things together. Like it's fun being early and, and like not just an early adopter, but like a very early adopter, putting up with the problems and, and like having to put lines of code into a phone to unlock the Bluetooth <laughs> profiles. And, like it was hard, but it was fun right? Like we enjoyed that challenge. And it Um, took you to the next,
2: it took you to the next thing, which took you to the next thing, which took you to the next thing. And so doing that one thing kind of got you in front of the right people that maybe influenced you in a different way. And then pretty soon you're in the Amazon ecosystem and then pretty soon you're creating a company that's helping Amazon sellers, you know, or FBA sellers. And then from there, you're telling people about Merch by Amazon. And from there, you know, you're, you're learning about KDP, you're writing books, you're doing all these things. And then it all, brought you, Chris, to the print on demand cast. Can you believe that? I mean that's what I've right been trying here, to get on for the past 20 years. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. Great name for the podcast, by the way. Paid it's, off.
0: It's, <laughs> I, I'm very, I'm very vain on like domains and like usernames and profiles. Your podcast name, I'm super jealous of. Like it's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the print on demand cast. Yeah. Thank you very print much. On demand cast, like, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah,
2: man. Okay. So we've talked about a million things and, uh, this has been awesome. I want to see how we can use some of these things that we've talked about, like the infinite game and, um, you, you know, some of those earlier things that we were talking about, like, how can our listeners like put this into action in their existing print on demand business. So I'm, you know, let's just pretend like I'm a guy, I, you know, I've got a regular job and I'm maybe selling on Etsy. I've got a Merch by Amazon account. I'm a tier 500 or whatever, you know, but I want to grow. So how can I use these, you know, these ideas of KDP and getting in front of people and, and the infinite game philosophies and all of that to actually like, let's get brass tacks here. How can we help people, uh, yeah, expand their business, Chris?
0: I, I would go all the way back to the beginning and start with why, right? Just like that book says. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you want to do it? Because if people just say, I want to make money, like, okay, well, how much money? And a lot of people never get to that second question, right? <laughs> They're just like, I want to make money. I want to make money on the internet. It's like, okay, why? Because like, it seems obvious. Well, of course we want to make money. Well, money's only going to make you so happy. right? Right. So if people have money problems... Money will solve those problems, right? Like if I can't pay the rent, if I can't put gas in my car, like that's a problem and that's a money problem, which means money will solve that problem. So when people say money won't make you happy uh, or your money's not going to solve your problems, well, I 100% disagree. They're absolutely wrong. Money will solve many problems, money problems. They won't solve every problem, but they'll, they'll solve some. so if you just need to make money that's going to be a different approach than someone who says you know i just really want to start a business i want to see if i can do it i want i just always wanted to i got this kind of entrepreneurial spirit kind of thing then the money kind of takes care of itself and there's another book that i would recommend by uh oh who was the coach of the 49ers with montana bill walsh Mm -hmm. um uh, the score takes care of itself and Mm -hmm. probably just from the title you kind of get where it's going. It's like yeah. if you do all the right things, if you do your job, if you get if you're the best at, at your position in football and you put in the work, then don't worry about, oh shoot, we gotta score two more touchdowns. Like, you know, you gotta to score <laughs> touchdowns. Like that's right. literally your job. Do do what you need to do. And then at the end, you'd be like, Hey, we won the Super Bowl. Not mm-hmm. we're gonna try and win the Super Bowl. Of course you're trying to win the Super Bowl. Like, there's nobody not trying to win the Super Bowl if you're in the NFL. Right. Right. But the ones who win it, like that's a result of their work. Right, it's the result of the work and the effort that they put in. They don't party all the time, and they're like, "Oh, we sweet you won the Super Bowl this year." It's like, no, they worked all year long, and that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but for someone who, who wants to start out, once you figure out why, right, that that's going to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to know where you are, right? You, you have to be self aware of what's realistic and, and what you're able to do. Like some people are going to have more access to capital in terms of you know just being able to uh, you know potentially. Uh, you know, sponsor shows or gets pay money to get some attention. Mm-hmm. If you don't have money to get attention, or I'm saying if someone has no attention, this is where to go. So if you're starting completely fresh, no audience, no social profiles with any type of, of reach, uh, you're going to have to get some attention. Now you can do that one of two ways with money is ads or, or, you know, just getting in front of people. Some of the things we talked about earlier or two is time. Right? So if you got time instead, that's where you need to go start building relationships, join people's Facebook groups, and become a, a helpful contributing member. I mean, how many of us have met on Facebook groups? Right. Right? They, they come to your conferences, and like, they met yeah. in FBA Facebook groups, and they become yep. you know, friends in real life. But that's because they, they, made, they, they showed their face and their name, and they helped, and they were okay potentially being wrong. They're just trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's who people want to hang, hang around with so you can start to gain some followers that way. Because like I, I mentioned earlier, you have to have a good product and putting it on print on demand website is the easy part especially amazon where it's one click checkout so you got it like 95 percent of this business is in the middle where you have to get people to know about your product and care about it Mm -hmm. enough to spend their money on it Mm -hmm. and maybe this is a good piece of advice for a lot of people because a lot of people i talk to they don't want to be a salesman right they don't want to like Advertising, like, hey, buy my stuff. And, like, they want to hire someone else to do it. Or, or I mean, I don't know what their thing is going to happen where they think they're going to find someone else who cares more about their product than they do. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's complete. As soon as you think about it that way, you're like, that's, a, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if someone has written a book and wants to get people to know about it, they should be the one telling, like, like you should be your yeah. number one cheerleader. And I think I know what, what's happened. People are so afraid of being a salesman because salesman has this bad connotation. Right. Right. Like like you go in, like there's no prices on anything. They're trying to sell you something or a car salesman or like a pushy salesman or like like yeah. just all these strong tactics that everybody hates. And it's like salesmen can be good. Like if I have a book, if someone says, hey, I want to learn more about Amazon FBA. I'm like, I have lots of products for you. I have books. I have courses. I've got free stuff on YouTube. Like I know what you need. I'm not trying to sell you to watch my video. I'm not trying to sell right. you my nine dollar book where I make a dollar. <laughs> right. Like, I don't care. But I'll, t- I'll tell you, you need this book. Like yeah. without hesitation, you know, and it's validated by the reviews, which remember, you got to have the good product at the beginning. Cause if you don't, none of this works, but you can see the reviews, mm-hmm, sure. like, like start here I'm not trying to sell them a book. So it's, this is what I, 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 we briefly touched on this at the beginning. This is where a lot of people have to deprogram themselves of what they've always thought, what they've always done. I mean, another common one that falls in with this is people think that it's like, how can they make money doing something they like, <laughs> Right. Like that, that doesn't make sense. We go to work, we do stuff we don't like to get paid five days a week so we can do things we do like for two days a week. Right. (laughs) I'm like, you can do that. (laughs) Like that's, that's a lot of people. Right. Yeah. it is. You can make money, lots of money doing stuff that you like.
1: Right. right?
0: But what you like has to bring value to other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's where like, I try to help people really dial in and not just start a print-on-demand business. They certainly can. But if someone's like – I've had people call my bluff and they say, well, I just like smoking weed and playing video games. I'm like, okay. That can be entertaining to people, right? right. Now, if you're funny, if, you're like, you know, if, if it's entertaining to watch you streaming on Twitch while you play some game, while you're super high, hey, you are bringing value to other people in the form right. of yeah. entertainment. entertainment. Now, yep. Yeah. I focus on more education right? I'm not an entertainer guy. Now, if I could throw a little entertainment in and make people like, great, right? Extra bonus. Mm -hmm. But I'm more on the education side. But even if you want to play video games and smoke weed on Twitch, you can bring value to other people and now you're building an audience and you can add print-on-demand business to it in order to monetize. And that's how simple, but that's the model people need to think of, not, hey, I want to sell t-shirts. I want to sell hats. Like, okay, to who? And with what on them? Like, you haven't thought this out, right? (laughs) I want to sell hats why why do you want to sell hats and yeah, they don't yeah. even know the answer to that and so it's like you know step back and step back and step back and I, i've seen this over and over again and they're like they almost feel good i can't believe i'm making money uh, on twitch it's like believe it you're bring, like just because yeah. you may not find yourself entertaining or valuable doesn't mean someone else <laughs> i see some of these big influencers and i'm like really Re- this is what people want to watch <laughs> not for me you know yeah But I'm not here to judge, right? If someone can build an audience on whatever they want, Mm -hmm. hey, knock yourself out. Um, There are tons of different ways to bring value to to people. And if people start there, start with bringing value to other people. And there's always two ways to do it it's the two E's entertainment or education. Every single piece of content is going to fall under one of those umbrellas. Yeah. If you do that for people, you're providing them value. Now you've got the ability to say, hey, you like my stuff? I've got a merch store. It's print on, don't even tell them it's print on demand. You know, it's print on demand, but the customer doesn't really know that. Uh, and now you've got a way to monetize it. If they don't want to buy anything, it's okay because you've done the jab, jab, right hook kind of thing. They still watch your Twitch. They might buy something next month. They might buy something next year, but it's print on demand. So you're not investing in, and I'm, I'm trusting all the listeners really understand print on demand, right? No, (laughs) (laughs) no no inventory, no shipping. Just it looks like you have a massive store of all these products. And when someone buys stuff, you get money, don't do any work. Yeah, like focus on providing the most value to your customers through entertainment or education. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why this is, ends up being so complicated. No, that's
2: great. I think that's, I mean, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, we need to title this, you know, like, why, why are you doing POD, you know, or something like that? Cause I mean, I think that really is kind of what it, what it does boil down to. And I think, um, you're right. And, you know, I, I worked for a guy for a lot of years, um, who was a really high level businessman. I mean, you know, had his own plane, the whole deal. And I was, I was very close to him. And the thing that he always told me was like, you need to, you know, whenever we were trying to figure something out, he would always say like, you need to define the problem first. Uh, you need to define what the actual problem is that you're act- that you're trying to solve and that's exactly what you're saying here chris is is that you need to define the problem that you, you having a business is going to solve or you making more money is going to solve or you whatever that first initial like why do you want to start a pod business answer is that's the problem that you you know you need to bring it all the way back to the beginning and, yeah. and go from there. Go from there. So um, as we're, we're kind of as we're kind of wrapping things down here, um, wrapping things down. As we're winding things down, what, wrapping sure. things up. Wrapping up winding things winding up, down. down. Thank you, Josiah. It's um, a t-shirt yeah. idea mixed, right there. Mixed <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. There you go. Uh, I wanted, wanted you to get out your crystal ball, and I want you to look into the future and tell us. Chris Green,
1: Chris, Chris
2: <laughs> Chris Didamis, godfather of merch by Amazon. Uh, tell us what the future of print on demand um, for both, you know, creators, like, like people who are actually just in the print on demand game and then for like producers, shop owners and things like that. Can you give us kind of your take on the future of print on demand?
0: Uh, I definitely predict there's going to be more products, uh, I try to use the simple analogy that Jeff Bezos said one time, you know, they fo- Amazon focuses on three things. They want to have lower prices, they want to have more selection, and they want to get products to their customers faster, faster shipping times. Mm-hmm. And when you look at print on demand, it hits all three of those. Right, because you don't have to make them in China, you don't have to ship them by boat, right. uh, and they can put warehouses and and, and you know print on demand centers closer to major metro areas, meaning they're going to get their stuff there quicker and of course lower shipping costs, which will be passed on as even lower prices. It's a nail on, on every head. It makes sense for everything that Amazon does, mm-hmm. um, so you can be sure that they're looking at any possible product that they can offer in a print on demand format, and the, the basic the normal front facing customer is really not even going to notice. They're not going to know that some of these things are print on demand, which is fine. They don't actually care. But it opens up this massive opportunity for the creators and the designers. And, you know, I think people should think of it in, this, in the sense of, okay, w- what part of my business is POD, right? Probably not a lot of people are in the POD business only. They're doing something else and they're using POD along with it. I think more people are going to find more success that way, especially, uh, you know, some like newbies who are coming in and be like, okay, I, I can see where this is going. Then they can adjust as they, as they grow, uh, you know, with knowledge and, and, and sales. Um, I think you're going to see more opportunities internationally. Uh, I mean, merch by Amazon has expanded to more countries. KDP is already in multiple countries, and it's just going to it's going to get easier. And as more people come in, and this is where I hope people think about where they can properly or or best fit themselves into this entire business model, is when people say, "Look, I'm I'm really good at designing. I can make design. I can make art. I can make clip art. I can make design bundles." I'm like, "Yes, do that, and then sell them to merch by Amazon designers or make." Book or uh, KDP book cover templates and sell those to KDP authors. You can plug yourself in anywhere that you want. Now, are you going to make a million dollars doing that? Again, probably not. But if you try to make a million dollars and instead you make three hundred thousand, you're probably still going to be pretty happy, right? (laughs) So, like, you can have your sights set on some things, but like, there's realistic. I I do believe, and I've yet to find someone that I, I don't believe this about. Everybody has a passive six-figure business inside of them. Whatever they are, are I don't want you to say good at, but whatever they're knowledgeable about, whatever they're interested in, whatever they're passionate about, there's going to be a way to turn that into uh, some kind of content online that's going to attract attention. You're, able to, you're going to be able to package it up in a way that brings value to people in a way that you can then sell a membership or coaching or a consultation or a course or just straight up POD merch uh, to the tune of six figures passively at home doing something you absolutely enjoy and would do anyway yeah I, I believe that for everybody now it's not gonna happen overnight and because the big reason for that is the mindset stuff you know yeah. they're stuck on so many things that they've they've learned over the years it's not their fault some of the stuff used to be true it's just not true anymore um you know the, the world has changed and people have to adjust their way of thinking and the and big piece of advice i'd love to give everybody is to take in new information and be willing to change your mind yeah. Right. Like I'm baffled that anybody would not do that. <laughs> right. Like, hey, <laughs> FBA has changed the, the rules around small and light. The fee structure are different. Right. Okay. Well mm-hmm. now maybe some products make sense. Then now some other products maybe don't make sense. Like adjust. It right. doesn't matter what it used to be uh, Take in all this information. It's going to get better. It's going to be faster. It's going to get easier. Um, if people really want to go, go down the rabbit hole, start researching NFTs
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: as that crosses over into print on demand and publishing, It's super, super early on that. So you can learn a lot right now uh, Mm -hmm. and then be ready when it becomes more mainstream and don't get all, if if anybody does research NFTs in the next six months, uh, just be aware that probably 98% of them are, Not going to be worth anything. Uh, (laughs) The top 2% will probably be worth something just because it's, you know, it's the first, it's it's tied to famous Mm -hmm. people. Uh, But NFTs will become more mainstream probably over the next three to five years. And if you're in the print on demand, there's just probably going to be so many cool crossovers. Like if you own this NFT, you're allowed to print this. Or if you own this NFT, you can order as many of these books as you want. Like. I don't know. We don't know where it's going to go yet, Uh, but it's going to be very interesting. And it's just, it's a bigger topic than than we can cover here, but just just Google NFTs and watch like the, the the first results on on YouTube for it.
1: Cool. (laughs) Awesome. Chris, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. You've offered so much insight. Travis and I always say uh, every time we have a guest that we feel lucky because we're the first listener. So we get to be the first person to ingest this before the (laughs) listeners do and then we get to hear it again when the episode drops and there's so much that i'm looking forward to uh going back and re-listening just for myself business-wise personally all of it thank you so much for taking the time let people know that are listening where can they find you if they want to know more info if they want to learn more about you see what you're offering uh where can they find you I'm pretty easy
0: to find. Uh, it's chrisgreen.com. You can probably just Google me or actually Facebook. It's just facebook.com slash Chris. I bet you didn't know that one, did you, Travis? Ooh, just Chris.
1: Facebook.com slash Chris. That's, Facebook. that's, that's and, pretty uh, impressive. So are yeah, you the you can, first Chris on Facebook? Is that what I'm to believe? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that is, I've heard there's like Chris Rock, Chris Helmsworth, Chris Brown, <laughs> Chris. Well, our, no, it's Chris Green. It's Facebook.com yeah. slash Chris. <laughs> right? None of those other other
1: poser Chris's. The OG Chris is Facebook.com slash Chris. <laughs> the
2: godfather what? himself. People can yes. reach
0: out. I'm happy to help and answer questions. I, I feel I do kind of specialize in newbies, people trying to get started. They, they're they kind of stuck on where to go. And you know, I, I hope to get people on the right track and moving forward. And then they can, hey, if they want to go down the road into POD, you can go over here. You want to go down to wholesale over here? Probably, like right. You know, the worst thing someone can do is try to be a like a, a private label seller when they're uh, they should be designing for for print on demand products. You know, right. but they don't know. There's so much out there, and and that's why I'm thankful for like podcasts just like yours that help curate the information and help answer people's questions and get them on the right track in a world where it's just completely overwhelmed with massive amounts of information. Most of it good, some of it right, some of it wrong, but just too much to sift through for people yeah. to find what they need to know and get moving forward. And I think that's what, that's what I like to do. And I think that's what you guys like to do. And, and I think this podcast will help a lot of people do that.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris, for coming on. We look forward to in the future, should there ever be a POD cast convention or weekend <laughs> or retreat, whatever it is, you will be on the invite list for sure. Uh, so yeah. we can all get together and, uh, and crack a few beers. Like we didn't get you on this podcast, but we will in person here soon. So uh, <laughs> next one. <laughs> yes, thank thanks so much, Chris. Nice guys. See you. Well, there you have it, Travis. Our interview with Chris Green. We covered a lot of ground, and you know, we talked about in the intro before we went to the you know the, the main event. We had some questions lined out, and we didn't get to them linearly, but we covered that yeah. and more throughout the course of the co- the podcast. Tell me, uh, for you, what's one of your biggest takeaways from that interview? Gosh, there's so many. I
2: mean, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I I really just love the way Chris kind of thinks outside the box, you know. And and the one thing that I think our listeners could really benefit if they if they really ingest this concept is that, you know, is that whole start with why idea. And, you know, it's not, it's not enough to say, well, I'm gonna do print on demand because I want to make money, or I'm gonna do print on demand because it's really easy. I've heard it was really easy and I can blah, blah, blah. You, You really need to understand your why, because that, that why is going to take you in a specific direction that you may not get to any other way. And, and, yeah, I, I mean, I know a lot of people in this business, you know, from my old FBA days, online arbitrage, you know, retail arbitrage, private label, all of that stuff in the past, that they're not doing this anymore. They're not doing right. anything in the Amazon. You know, they have a job now. They have an eight, you know, 40 hour a week job and and that's what they do now. And, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I really, really, really think that the reason is because they didn't have a good enough why just to start with. And so I love Chris's, you know, really kind of pounding that home. Um, because yeah. I I don't I think it's a lot different than what we hear a lot of times, which is okay. Well, first of all, you get a merch by Amazon account, and then you hire a developer or a, a designer, you know, in the Philippines or wherever, and, and you have them design, and then you get at you know out of your ten tier, and then you get to your twenty five, and and it's the dun the dun the dun the dun you know, and it's um, yeah. it's very linear and um and it's all laid out for you, but it's but why are you doing this? Why are you going to the Philippines to get the design? Why are, what is behind all of it? And I think if you can figure that out, you're way ahead of the game. You're way ahead of all these other people that are probably not going to be doing this in five years. You you know what I mean? I mean, maybe they will be, but I I just happen. I just think that if you can define that you're going to last longer, you know, that it's really that simple.
1: Absolutely. I think, for me in conjunction with that, I really appreciated Chris addressing the the mindset of, of going into business about he talked a lot about, you know, social media and we always talk about how it's a carefully curated collection of people's perfection and perfect moments and right. and not to try and be, you know, the next Tom Brady. Uh, But Mm -hmm. taking things that you admire from that person and implementing them into your own personal work ethic or your own personal approach to your business and realizing that there's only one you and the world needs you and what you have to offer. So confronting a lot of those mindsets like imposter syndrome and stuff like that. And then, you know, the the finite versus the infinite games was Mm. was awesome. I I really I want to go read that book uh, to understand more about that as well. Because um, I think that's a really awesome um, way to get put things into context. And it kind of changes the way you view things when you view them through the lens of one or the other. And that uh, mm-hmm. can definitely help alleviate some pressure and give you some motivation as well. So, so yeah. much uh, in the interview. It's another one of those that I would suggest go listen to it again. If you've listened to it right. once, ingest it you know get your takeaways and then go back listen again get a pen and paper handy write down the stuff that you didn't catch the first time it's definitely just packed full of awesome um um, tidbits uh, for for you to take away so i I think it'll be fun it would be great to have chris back again
2: yeah for sure we'll definitely have chris back again i mean he's yeah, we we literally could have talked for four hours with this guy and, and it would have been oh, interesting yeah. conversation. It would have yeah. been yep. engaging and, and, and there would have been, you know, even more golden nuggets to take away from, from sure. that conversation. So yeah, we'll yeah. definitely have him, have him back on again. You know, I just want to say one more thing before we close this whole, whole show out. Um, you know, Chris gave a lot of ideas in this podcast and mm-hmm. I know a lot of times you know, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons we do this is to give people ideas and things that they can, you know, take and, and consider and, you know, and go from, you know, from thing to thing and, and, and decide what's best right. for them. But none of these ideas, you know, matter at all if there's no implementation. So just want to sure. encourage you, if there is something that you did take away from this, I mean, maybe it's simply just to read one of the books he recommended. I mean, that's fine. Right. Just take something and actually implement it. Actually, like take some action. Maybe it is sending a, you know, a, a cut code knife to, <laughs> to some <laughs> influencer or something like that. I don't know, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like take some action yeah. to actually do some of these ideas. Don't just say, Oh, those, that, that podcast was great. There were a lot of good ideas and then go about your then Right. And that yeah. you know what I mean? Actually do something about it and, and implement some of these yep. ideas because ideas are a dime a dozen. It's all about implementation.
1: One hundred percent. I echo that wholeheartedly. Please take something uh, and, and put it into motion in your life, in your business, whatever it is. Act on it, um, and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to having Chris Brack chris back because i feel like this episode definitely fell in both educational and entertainment like he said those two categories the two e's um he fought so much of what he says falls into both because he's entertaining and educational and it's a lot of fun to chat with him so um thanks to chris again for taking time out of his schedule to come on the show uh thank you guys as always for listening each and every week uh, it is so greatly appreciated if you have not already please be sure to go join the facebook group it's printondemandcast.com slash Facebook is where you can go to join the group, the conversation, the family, the community, which is ultimately the biggest byproduct of this podcast that we would want is that we just build a community of people who are helping each other and, and yeah. building each other up and, 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 and having a, a space for encouragement. So please go sign up uh, for the Facebook group. Um, we are available on all major podcast platforms, uh, wherever you can find your podcasts. There we are. Google, Spotify, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Now, did I see it's today right. that we're now available on the Stitcher uh, platform? We had someone ask us about that in the Facebook group, and we took that around with it and made it a reality. So those are the things that happen when you join the Facebook group. You can <laughs> you can tell us what to do almost, kind of, sort of, not really. <laughs> but we'll take your advice. Uh, we'll, we'll take your suggestions for sure. Uh, other places to get the podcast, of course, printondemandcast.com. Reach out to Travis and myself through the Facebook group, Or you can email us, info at printondemandcast.com if you have some suggestions, questions for Chris that you'd love for us to pass on, uh, what have you. We'd love to hear from you guys. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Give us that five-star review for the quality dad jokes and amazing bumpers that we give you each and every week. Uh, And as always, guys. Thank you again for listening. For Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.
1: Oh, sweet Lord. Okay. All right. So we'll go to the outro in three, two, one. <laughs> Your sneeze was perfectly timed at one and a half and it threw me off.
2: <laughs> hey man. Ah! Uh, I had a perfect I had a perfect opportunity to do it. I took it and you dropped the ball. You did. That's that's all our listeners need to know.
1: One hundred percent, because I know is going to end up at the end of the show. So, okay. damn right it is. <laughs> <sighs>